All I ask, Brooke, is that you show a little bit of appreciation that I just get 20 minutes to relax when I come home instead of being attacked with questions and nag the whole damn thing. You think that I nag you? That's all you do! Oh, Mr. McFeely left so fast. As soon as we started talking about divorce, I guess that's something he doesn't like to talk about. First off, I am 35 years old. I am divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. Welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt spent his Thanksgiving holiday in West Hollywood dressed like a turkey, asking strangers to pluck him. Gobble, gobble, shrieked Matt as one burly man decided he wanted himself some white meat. See, you would, you would think that the gay West Hollywood jokes would, no. would be inappropriate, but they're actually not if you actually just venture into the town. It's, uh, it, it's super fucking gay. It's super gay. And by the way, this is Trump's America now. I'm just fucking going with it. Just when you thought gay jokes were dying out, <laughs> bigoted jokes were dying out, they're all coming back in. I think it's going to change stand-up, by the way. They're going to see all the jokes you couldn't do for the last eight years are now back on. I don't know. His people are suing me for saying his wife's a hooker, which is obvious. Uh, well, yeah, that you're still not allowed to say, which does seem pretty obvious. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by reporters who suddenly very, became very interested in conflicts of interest between government and Wall Street. To call you a bunch of assholes would be unfair to the ones who we shit out of. <laughs> uh, have you noticed that, Matt, too, that suddenly uh, all the major uh, networks suddenly became interested like in the last couple of weeks about... How Wall Street and government are too closely connected, and that yeah. was seen to be like a non-topic for the last twenty years. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't especially mentioned during the debates. Which, you know, this is the first time where a left-wing candidate, the media, was actually shilling for them, which I found refreshing, but also equally shitty. Shilling for them, and not only that, but shilling for their corporate interests. Really, I mean, it wasn't yeah. even shilling on behalf of like some socialist plan. They were shilling on behalf of like her connections to like large corporate interests. Yeah, no, it could have been like filled a groundhog. It wouldn't yeah, matter. No, it would not at all. Uh, but I found it interesting. I mean, they're, so they're, it was funny because I saw they're like, you know, of course Trump's picking all Wall Street people to be on his cabinet, whatever, and Goldman Sachs guys. And then it was like, this is outrageous. And then it is outrageous. But then it was like, well, wait a minute. Didn't uh, Obama and Bush and Clinton also pick Goldman Sachs guys to run <laughs> Treasury and Commerce? Because I was like, well, yeah, you know, and it wasn't Ruben. He was Clinton's uh, guy. Didn't, wasn't he the guy who got rid of all the rules that allowed the banks to merge from investment banks to retail banks? That is under discuss that Clinton <laughs> actually kind of started that whole financial meltdown. There really is. Uh, I read your piece how there's no difference between uh, Republicans and Democrats anymore. If you call yourself a Republican or a Democrat at this point in history, you're a fucking idiot. It's uh, an embarrassment. I think you at least have to put the word historical in front of, in front of your name or something like that. Now would he be even more annoying. And then you could be one of the Republicans who talk about how you how you free the slaves. <laughs> if you wish to contact this, I love those guys. If you wish, yeah, you were awesome in 1865. Yeah, before you were born. <laughs> yeah. If you wish to contact this show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Men Podcast. Those numbers are growing and growing. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know uh, December first is always a day you go out to buy your wall calendar. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of wall calendars, uh, mostly a lot of uh, like really heavy set British women in thongs. Is yeah, like one of your categories. for my garage, I like to work on old cars. Yeah. So for some reason, I like having the the calendar up there. Yeah, famous uh, Persian soccer players. You also like <laughs> that's one of your things too. So Pirelli, who we all know from the ti- as a tire company, they probably also are mafia related. I believe Italian old Italian company. So for like God knows how many since the days of uh, you know Arthur Fontarelli in the garage at Happy Days. They've been putting out you know, all these auto parts places. I don't know if Goodyear ever did all these places, but they put out these cheesecake calendars 
with, in the U.S. with like girls in bikinis, or in Europe with like topless girls. Always chunky, by the way. It's always amusing. Kind of heavy on the body fat. Heavy on the body fat, but you know, back in the fifties, that was you know, seeing a naked girl, seeing a naked well, girl. I dig that. I, I would take a little. I'd take a little belly pinch over, like, too thin. Yeah, and this is, by the way, this is 70 years ago. There wasn't, like, aerobics back then or all this. The women were generally, like, they were probably skinnier because they, they weren't as obese. But I think the women who were, like, seen as beautiful were a little, if you look at the, uh, the ladies in Hollywood, they were a little bigger. Like, well, big that's what I was saying. Like, back then, they didn't, they didn't have gyms. So no. They, they were, they, like, Marilyn Monroe was a little hefty. But she was probably, curvy. like, really high on the, on the flab meter. Like, you would probably, if you grabbed her butt, it would just be, like, a washcloth. Yeah, they weren't doing like squats. You mean with like right. the, with the, the weights in the back? No. So Pirelli for many many years put out this calendar, and actually got really. One year they hired Uncle Terry Richardson to take a bunch of girls to the Caribbean islands and shoot them all naked for like a week. Uh, God knows how many fucking abortions came out <laughs> after that. Uh, but they really were serious. They'd hire like legitimate big name hot chicks, and they just take thousands of photos of naked girls and they create a calendar, and everyone seemed very happy. <laughs> the models were happy. They got paid. Terry Richardson and the photographers were very happy because they got to slap girls in the in the cheek with their cocks. And uh, the garage guys who worked at Jiffy Lube were really happy because they got to see naked girls as opposed to just fucking carburetors like at some point during the day. <laughs> Everyone seemed very happy. But then along came the feminization of, uh, of America, the West. And Pirelli all of a sudden decided they couldn't have naked women anymore first. And then they decided they had to have women who had great achievements. And then it was women in, in more dramatic outfits. And this year... They've gone to uh, unretouched beauty, what they're calling so unretouched beauty. So the chicks beauty. are just getting uglier and uglier. Intentionally uglier and uglier. Like, in, intentionally less sex, sexually attractive to men. And this year, they just went for unretouched photos of, like, Nicole Kidman and Jessica Chastain and Julianne Moore, all of whom you believe are good-looking women. They are good-looking women. But you usually see them in a lot of makeup and the right yeah, lighting. Julianne Moore's pretty hot. Yeah, she's, like, 50-something. She's good-looking. But without makeup and the way they made her look in the photos, she looks like an older lady, right? So they're going out of their way to look like shit. They're going out of, they're going out of the way to look like shit, and they're calling it female empowerment, essentially. Two questions. First, why is the tire company in the, in the garages? It, why do they? Why does everyone have to be for female empowerment when it makes absolutely no sense? When you're a tire company, why does a tire company have to be for female empowerment? And second of all, who is is there actually an audience for a wall calendar of grizzled looking women who? <laughs> we, even women, I think, want to buy magazines like Us Weekly or whatever that show these women looking their best. They're like they're heroes. It's like it's like you getting pictures of like your athlete heroes. Only instead of them dunking, it's them like having jock rash, <laughs> like them treating their jock rash. Like, here's LeBron, here's LeBron treating the warts. I mean, this is like what I want in my wall calendar. Why? It's, why? What's the low, what is this low lights calendar? It, it Who buys appears it? to have yeah, like no no plausible audience for it. Um, what was the the like, term when you said that you lose money on a, oh, a lost leader? It's a lost leader, so it's like, hey, our company is like complying with this bullshit political correct, you know. Yeah, but a lost leader would imply they're doing it to to get more you know, people to buy other things. Like guys aren't making this offensive calendar to guys, especially doesn't get guys to well, go tire, one, like you know they're uh, selling tires. They're not selling they're not selling other you know sort of consumer products that you buy along with. Well, you know Zagat. You know why they started Zagat? The because um, they were fat. and They wanted free meals. <laughs> no, that's what I always thought. It was started to uh, encourage people to drive so that more tires would be consumed. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, to get out to more restaurants to drive. Yeah, wow. Was that Pirelli? Because this is a conspiracy. We may we may I have something say, on to I go back say to the it was French, but this does seem to be specific to that region. It was, it was Italian or French. I'm not sure. Here's the thing. Like, why? So you and I both agree. We're both feminists of the uh, I think six wave now. Certainly. Six wave. Six wave feminists. Female empowerment is a wonderful thing. There's no reason why women shouldn't feel empowered to try to empower themselves. 
But what's the point of taking completely arcane, non-context, illogical products and then making those be female empowerment vessels? I have no idea. I, I can't even like think of a, a plausible explanation as to why this is happening. I can see why with like Playboy, all these other places, they're losing their nudity. They're having like those. That's considered old. I don't know how evolution is getting us away from women being naked <laughs> because that that seemed like I thought. I always thought like for many years, people said as we progress, like as society will become more debauched, we'll be yeah, more nudity. It, I was thinking this morning while I was standing in in like three shirts with my dick out. Isn't it? Uh, is that were you getting out your uh, your Thanksgiving turkey? That was in my turkey house. Up. Yeah, not turkey not up. at the not at the Abbey. Um, is isn't it insane that you can be arrested for just being born for for essentially just replicating the state of the world that you came into? It's weird, right? You be arrested for being naked? Yeah, it's it's. Is weird. this a prelude to you uh, doing something stupid, Matt? I just want to know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well. I mean, I don't mind. It, here's the thing. Pu- like, right in the public square, I think you need to have some rules of decorum in the public square, right? Now, nudity doesn't bother me so much, although the minute you, where you live, the minute you say you can be naked anywhere, just imagine <laughs> all the cock you're going to see. So I don't think you want it. And by the right. way, when, it would be like a nude beach. It's, 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 yes. never, it's no. never hot pussy. It is never like it is in the, in the porn. It's, yeah, it's never <laughs> it's that way. I think most. Flabby, yeah. flabby old cock. Yeah. If you're like, if you're like, go to like a college, like Texas, you, you know, UT Austin, maybe you go for that rule. You see a lot of nineteen-year-old hot girls naked, but elsewise in the real world, you don't really. Why want that are world. Why are attractive women almost stubbornly not willing to be naked on a nude beach? What is that? Uh, I don't think they even go because I don't think they need to go. It feels like that to me is like the last refuge of like sort of uh, ugly people. It's just a gay thing. It's a gay. Th- it's well, it's a definitely a gay thing here, but I think in Europe, I think it's just like. I can go to the beach, be naked, and no one's going to bother me because I'm unattractive. Right. It's sort of an in-your-face, like, you know. Right, it's, right. It, that, by the way, that is female empowerment. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like a, a fat, fat housefrau like, with her gun rolled over her vagina. You're not sure what the hell's going on there. Uh, but why, why pick, why, why must, and, and we, we talked about before the show started, I think there's a very small number of, of feminists, of women, who are so extreme and so, uh, you know, on the fringe of, you know, the feminine and female empowerment that they would even come up with this idea. Women must hate this idea as well. Why do they want to see Nicole Kidman looking like shit when she looks good? And by the way, calling Nicole Kidman unretouched in the photos is a bit much considering all the plastic surgery she's had. Good so point. It's, it's, you're unretouched after like 20, 20 <laughs> surgeries. I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't get why, like everyone, regardless of what kind of ego you have, no one wants to look like shit, right? No, no. So why go out of your way? I, I just don't get the the additional effort. Like, it, it would almost be easier just to look okay. It's also not this whole idea of, like, going makeup free or this, I'm not going to look as good. Either, A, it's really beautiful women who say they're going makeup free, so they look good regardless. Or they're, like, you know, they do it for, like, a day or a week. Because if you look on social media, especially, where they're saying, here's me, na- or magazines, unretouched. That never has caught on. It just has not caught on at all. No. The 99.9% of all the successful photos and videos are all touched up and the girls look fantastic. So clearly the unretouched thing is not catching on and it's not just men. It's not just men. It's women as well. Well, men don't don't paint their faces. So they, I feel like it's uh, implicit that unretouched, like I'm unretouched right now. Yes. If you wanted to take You will. You start walking around uh, West Hollywood naked, you'll be, <laughs> you'll be overly <laughs> unretouched a lot. Uh, well, here's the point. Leave my fucking topless calendars alone. That's all I want to say. Leave Playboy magazine alone. Leave stuff that, if it has to die a natural death, it dies a natural it death. It was fun. I, I remember, yeah, buying them and, and they were. It Do you was like fun. your friends? Did you have friends? It was always friends. Did you have friends who had like naked girl calendars and stuff like that or posters? Well, like, like the girls with the wet t shirt, you could see their tits and stuff like that? Yeah, it was awesome. That was. 
That was good. There was nothing wrong with that. Did it, that was, it wasn't broken. Did that train you to be a horrible person? Did that, did that make you want to rape women? No. A little bit, maybe. Maybe the no, woman in the poster. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't think so either. Everyone was happy, I think. Everyone was really happy. So why stop? here's what I'm saying. Diversity, uh, hire, uh, corporate diversity officers at, at large companies, just stop making people miserable. That's their entire job, just to make people miserable. And by the way, you should be fired immediately because you're really shitty at your job. You're shitty at your job. You've managed to just make people, make Pirelli the laughing stock of, every, of everything. Yeah. You've taken, just stop, just don't take away the tits, okay? That's all. I mean, men don't ask for a lot. Don't take away our tits. Uh, man, ask you, speaking of a man who uh, doesn't like tits, Tom Cruise. He's, he is not into tits. <laughs> no, he's not. He might be one of those guys who overly compensates by saying he's into tits a lot, but he can't really muster the, the passion <laughs> when he says it. I don't even picture him being real confident in saying that. Really? I like, think, isn't he? He's out of the closet at this point, isn't he? Do you think he's the kind of guy who uses the word breasts for a woman? Yes, I do. <laughs> like, I love a woman with good breasts. Those he, are, like a doctor. <laughs> he, he's probably like, oh, you. he probably says, like, you look really cute in those jeans. Like, like kind of overt gay shit. Really think so? I don't know. I picture him as being trying to be like what he thinks masculine is, but not really good at it. Well, he does ride a motorcycle and he has a leather jacket. I well, that's true too. But he really rides a motorcycle and he does his own stunts. <laughs> I know that the other this, one of the second the second biggest lie in Hollywood is that all the actors do their own stunts, and the first biggest lie is the actors are straight. <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise, I've always felt kind of bad for because he's one of those guys. Uh, even though he's weird and creepy, he jumped on the couch and is hiding the fact that he's gay and his Scientology and all this crap like that. He seems like the kind of guy who takes way too much shit for a guy who's never really done anything bad to anybody. I agree completely. He seems like a nice guy. And he's also, by the way, a, a really fucking good actor. He's a good actor. He produces good movies. He doesn't make shitty, he generally doesn't make shitty movies. He picks even, good, pro- yeah. Even Jack Reacher, the last one, wasn't very good, but at least it was like entertaining. And I, it wasn't. I didn't see it. Uh, did you see the first one? No. Also, pretty good. I mean, they're you know they're, they're two and a half, three star movies, but they're like they're just action films. I mean, he actually just made entertaining. I feel like action you films. just used maybe his two worst films as an example. <laughs> what I'm saying is, he doesn't like he doesn't try to make important films. Right. He doesn't insist on making important films. He doesn't so he overthink does, it. He does Mission Impossible movies. He does movies. He plays you know collateral. He's like an assassin. He's a badass. He shoots yeah. and kills a lot of people. And there's a lot of stunts. And everyone loves the movie. He knows who he is. Yeah, and he and he knows what people want to consume. And he doesn't like preach at all in his in his films. Or he actually doesn't even preach about shit outside of his films for that matter. Well, is it? Uh, well, as a quick story, my mom uh, was you know she thought Tom Cruise was straight, so she like had a crush on Tom Cruise. And then when he did Magnolia, where he played like the misogynist, yes. she, she decided she no longer liked Tom Cruise <laughs> because she thought he was misogynist because she knew he was gay then. Well, no, I think she didn't understand that actors are playing a role. Oh, I see. How could he be that dark? You mean right, he right. must be like that in real life? Yeah. He might be. I don't know. No, he seems like a guy. He gets takes too much shit. He, he, Tom Cruise always strikes me as a guy who never, although he was successful and personally successful, I guess he's been successful since he was like a young teenager. Uh, he never fit in anywhere. Like he never fit in. Like he was always a guy who like was a wallflower at the party or he didn't get invited yeah. somewhere. Or he got invited somewhere. He doesn't fit in. He's just very uncomfortable with his own skin. Kind a total of. nerd. A total nerd. But one of those guys who became very successful as a nerd, even like a heartthrob for girls. But, but like a nerd who's not like that bright. That's like the sad kind of nerd. Yeah, like he's not too intellectual, but he's also and he's also like loved by women, but he's not manly at all, or man, he's not enjoying any of it. Well, he's uh, unable to enjoy the the fruits of being loved by women because yes. you know, he he just wants to like uh, suck guys' dicks. Yeah, uh, there's that. Don't I hope your mom's not listening. <laughs> uh, but also the fact that even when he has money, he doesn't seem like he enjoys the money that much, and he has the girls, he doesn't enjoy the girls that much. He has a lot of success in his career. He's not like 
He doesn't seem that happy about it. And now, well, the one thing you thought Tom Cruise had was Scientology, right? That's where you see him. He's wearing, like, these giant Flavor Flav medallions, like, in these little <laughs> Nazi ceremonies they have with yeah. the fire and the gongs. And it's, he's like... It's like, it's like a, a thing that they made for people who are outcasts to be able to fit in. Yes. But he still doesn't yes, it's like, it's fit like, in. It's like the yearbook committee, right? It's almost, like, pathetic at that point. Yeah, yearbook or AV, the AV club. <laughs> like, where you could just be like, you know, the fucking breakfast club guys and just feel, and fit in somehow. And he, and by the way, he wins. So he wins Scientologist of the Year, like, every year. <laughs> Scientologist like, of the Year. The fix, every year they have the big thing, and he, like, he, I assume he's paying for the party, and the, they give him the... The medallion keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, he's like, like essentially, he's going to be, like, a giant squid eye at yeah, some point. Yeah, he's like the Usain Bolt of, like, Scientology. <laughs> he's just winning every year. Michael Phelps, he just wins every medal somehow. Right. And you thought, oh, my God, finally this guy's... Now, this is a cult or whatever, and who cares, but... He finally like found a place, and he doesn't need to harm anybody. Where he found it, find a place where he fits in. But no, it turns out Leah Remini from uh, the King of Queens, and I can't name a single other thing she's ever done. Uh, she left Scientology after she was well, in. First it for, like, of all, the the one thing she's notable for is kind of awful. So there's that. The King of Queens. Yeah, that shows. Well, let's put it this way: she made a lot of money off of it, successful. Oh, she definitely made. A lot and of money. she managed to be a chubby actress who did well for herself. So that's something. But she was a Scientologist the whole time she was on the show, by the way. And she's been a Scientologist for like 20 years or 25 years. Long time. And she left recently. So now, of course, when you leave Scientology, the first thing you have to do is pretend you didn't believe it for 25 years. Right. You have to have a cover story. You have to have a good cover story. Yeah. What were you doing for that other 25 years? Like, it's, it's weird that you became so incredulous all of a sudden. Because well, I knew it was kind of garbage <laughs> yes. before I did it for even uh, a month. Yeah. There have been documentaries about how crappy it is for like decades, <laughs> right? Like, there's not even like the last big shocking documentary was just the same as the last one before that. Right. They haven't changed their tactics since the 70s. It's all been the same. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and yes. And so she, well, she said she found, she started reading, she discovered on the internet bad articles about Scientology. So like, she like discovered the internet, basically. Yeah, it's like she never. Apparently, she never Googled Scientology before. <laughs> like, or maybe she only read the positive articles on Scientology on Google. She had like a filter. Right. Maybe that was part of the clear process. She was, yeah, banned from yeah. reading. Real they might articles. have their own net. Who knows? They have a lot of weird rules, and you don't get to talk to. You're not allowed to talk to any non-believers and shit like that. So she comes out. She's doing a show on A and E, which, by the way, is pretty bold, only because Scientology will sue the shit out of everybody involved. Yeah, they, they have should, a good legal team. They got a huge legal team. They spend a lot of their money on legal. They will make your life miserable as much as possible. She's doing this show, and really, honestly, I, I saw it, the teaser for it. I read about it. There's nothing new in there. They harass people. They'll, when you leave, they got a guy with bug eyes who will stare at you outside your house. And, yeah, it's physical intimidation, and they have like a bunch of PI people that will follow you around. They've never yeah. actually been, I, even that last big documentary, they've never been able to link them to actual physical murder or like actually brutalizing anybody. No, they, so, d- they threaten you, though. They threaten you. They send you phone, nasty phone calls, all that kind of shit like that. To me, it's really no worse than most college alumni associations. <laughs> like when they're looking for money. Yeah. Why would I give you money? I already gave you like a bunch of money. Yeah. Are you I'm fucking a, insane? Call, call me back when I'm a billionaire. <laughs> I want a school name. I want a hall name after me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, there's no worse than... Te- they're just telemarketers, basically. But the one thing, the one revolution that struck me was, was the fact that Leah Remini mentioned that Tom Cruise is actually not well-liked in Scientology among it's, the rank and file. It's just sad. <laughs> it is so fucking sad. How could, how could you... I feel like he has every... Adva- he must just be kind of not a cool guy. I think what, what I inferred from what she was saying was that, like, he is... He's just first of all, he's awkward. Even well, she's probably jealous of him too because he's the he's the biggest guy. In he's the pretty boy, big donor to the thing. So he's a VIP, and he you know he takes over the fucking he took over L. Ron Hubbard's mansion. He's building the fucking 
eight thousand square foot, uh, you know, whatever cockpit uh, virtual reality thing he's building. He's putting money in, but he's also taking a lot of the power away. He's the second high, second in charge there, basically behind uh, Muscav, Muscav, yeah, whatever everybody's name, Muscavage, and and it, you know, and mostly people turns out I didn't re- I didn't realize this. Most people in Scientology are not wealthy people. They're actually sort of rank and file people who are like working regular jobs, and they're desperately trying to get to that two hundred fifty thousand dollars contribution. They live level. in like a shit ass hospital. Yes. Have you seen the buildings that they house these people in? It looks the, like they used to be insane asylums. Yeah, yeah. They're, yes. they're like bad or dorm, horror movie hospital, like horror a, movie the, hotels, like the dorms at a community college or something. They yeah. look, they look so uninhabitable. It looks like where you would like even second guess whether or not you should go inside for the kegger. <laughs> it's right. so fucking scary. It's like and like the clothes outside. they give them are so like so cheap and like starchy. Yes, like they're they're wearing like dickies, but like they're wearing like four dollar shirts. Yeah, and most of them are trying to pay. They're trying to pay for these. They don't. There's no. There's no finance. There's no Bernie Sanders coming and pay for your pay for your <laughs> Scientology classes. So you're paying you know cash for your Scientology classes, and you have to get to this magical two hundred fifty thousand dollar mark. I guess the the gods approve the two hundred fifty thousand dollar mark. Uh, to yeah. reach clear, to reach your stat- the status you're all going for, where you get enlightenment and rapture and all the good things come at two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And if you're making forty grand a year, or fifty grand a year, that's hard to pay for. And you know, policies. when they show you clear, it's just a thing that Oran Hubbard wrote, like while he was like beating off. It's, it's just like it's, it's like a cartoon, apparently. From from what I've uh, understood from the documentaries, I'm obsessed with Scientology. I love Scientology, and I will say this: the Scientologists, their first line of defense is always, "We're no, we're no wackier than the other religions." And I always go, yeah, you're not. You're really not. No, it is a good point. <laughs> but it, it doesn't really excuse what you're doing. It doesn't excuse what you're doing. Or nor does it excuse the fact that those all started like 5,000 years ago <laughs> when people were a lot more primitive. <laughs> so like pulling shit like, you know, inventing shit like when you're masturbating and calling right. it part of your religion to people that like were illiterate and like lived to be 25 <laughs> and barely eight. If some guy who like looks smart said it, you'd believe it no matter what. And there's no way you can go to Snopes and check it out. It's a, and it's also just a real cop out. Like it's like. Well, well, we're, you know, we're fucked up, so we're not any fucked. It's like, well, why don't you just not be fucked up? Well, like, yeah, that- although, like I said, every time when you think about, like, holy water, <laughs> like, you have to go, like, is that holy water really that different than, like, a lot of shit Scientology is pushing? Dude, I have no idea. The whole thing, like, I almost think Catholic, like, Catholicism is weirder than Scientology in, in many respects. Yeah, like, although most, most Catholics are not... Hardcore practicing Catholics. They don't really follow the liturgy. No, closely. they're totally phony. They're totally but, phony. But, like, because, you know, my uh, girlfriend is Mexican and she just, I kind of had this bit, it's kind of a bit, but like, why do you think Mexicans can't swim? The first thing that you remember is being drowned oh, in front baptized. of a group of people. <laughs> like, I would be petrified of water. Yeah, how does, how does that joke go over with the Latino audience? Poorly. Poorly. <laughs> Not very you call yourself the wetback comedian, come out with like a little midget <laughs> next to you? Like, <laughs> a beard, a bearded midget, <laughs> like a devil's costume. Uh, yeah, that doesn't go over too well. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's a little. Uh, some of us like it was funny. They were, politically, we're talking about that. Oh, I forgot that te- the Texas couples in trouble now and Home and Garden TV because they see a pastor who's like anti-gay marriage or whatever. It's against gay marriage. Right. Some Home and Garden, some Home and HGTV couple reality show bullshit. Yeah, yeah, and they, like they found out some you know opposite, uh, opposite research found out whatever that they see a pastor who doesn't believe in homosexuality or gay marriage. And then it was talking about how Nancy Pelosi was outraged. Well, she's Catholic. They also don't believe in those things either. <laughs> now, in practice, they, she doesn't give a shit. But the Catholic Church position is that gays are going to hell and you can't, gays can't get married. You so it's, actually, you know, it's no different. Here's how you, you should know you should stop being Catholic. 
so when the when uh, Pope Francis recently uh, he just, he just like revised the Bible. Like, I can't remember what it was, but he was like, uh, "Yeah, we no longer believe in purgatory." And it's like, "Oh, okay." Well, that's um, <laughs> just stop. That's I, I, stop. I don't know how you get to unilaterally sort of decide to. It's all explained in the next Da Vinci Code uh, thing. <laughs> I, I can't believe anyone's still seen the Da Vinci Code movie series. They just the third one just came out. Did you even know that? No, and no. and in fact, I've not even seen one of the trailers. I mean, the, I. Is this? Are I they making money I, on these? I assume they're just being funded by some anti-Catholic or anti-Catholic <laughs> organization. All right, here's the thing: poor Tom Cruise, you can't catch a break. So the poor, the poor people, the people struggling to, to sell shoes to make enough money to buy their fucking class in Scientology. Hey, Tom Cruise, because he's loaded, he gets he fucking walks around like a god in Scientology. He's got the giant fucking gold-plated medallions. Uh, he's got all the swagger and all that kind of shit. Everyone, up, you can imagine how many times the guy goes, "Why could not you be more like Tom Cruise?" Well, <laughs> like, you know what? I, I just thought of it. I'm going to argue Tom Cruise. Coolest Scientologist, I think so too. I think he's number one at the uh, with a bullet at that list. He owns a fucking helicopter, dude. That's your problem. You don't want to sell a helicopter. He got clear and he, he discovered himself. It's not like fucking Magic Johnson was a Scientologist. There's not that much to to choose from. I think Tom Cruise wins. I think he wins too. And by the way, if he's managed not to suck a dick in twenty years, and that helped him do it, and that was his goal. Well, he's that's he's, powerful, dude. That's he's powerful. definitely done that. <laughs> you really just break your mom's heart here. All right, Tom Cruise. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I just. Take our sympathies with you. Fucking just make a, make a medallion that says I'm special. <laughs> that would be awesome. I want to hang out with Tom Cruise. Uh, everyone I know who's hung out with Tom Cruise has said he is just the nicest guy they've ever met. Can we get him on the podcast? Uh, we probably could. We'll have to make, Brian, make him a medallion. <laughs> have to get some gold. Brian, book it. <laughs> Write some stuff. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh... Amber Heard, I know you uh, have a hot Google search for dom- uh, domestic abuse PSAs. I have pretty strong <laughs> feelings about Amber Heard being a liar. <laughs> yes. So, Amber Heard, there's another... Dom- it seems to me like they don't make domestic abuse PSAs uh, like on YouTube like on any schedule. They do it when someone agree- who's famous agrees to do it. Like, you know, they don't like it because you know, they're, they're all the same, right? They all say the exact same things. So there's no, there's no reason to, like, every week make a new domestic. What was the Amber Heard? I, I, like, I watched the video. But oh, it was what, the same thing. It's the... just they, booked, they actually booked a star to do it is what I'm saying. But it was like a, like a, a, a Speak network. Up. Oh, no, it was, uh, for, it was actually for a hashtag, an organization, hashtag girl gaze. Mm, I which, don't think that's a thing. That sounded very, sounded very rapey to me. Uh, I think it's about women who rape men. I'm not sure. Um, but they, they like you're you're like when you get a celebrity like Amber Heard to agree to do something, you go like, "What should we do with her?" I know domestic abuse PSA. <laughs> she's good for that because she's not allowed to talk about how she was abused by John, uh, by Johnny Depp legally. But she's going to infer the shit out of it in every possible. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> she was almost kind of pushing the boundaries of that. Well, they're talking. They're, they're, uh, update to this: they did another legal settlement today when they finally settled on the cash, so that's taken care of. So, so he a, has to pay her. He has to pay her six point eight million dollars. He paid two hundred thousand dollars to the Children's Hospital of L.A. already. So apparently, at this point, what they're fighting over is who gets the tax break from the donations. Right. And uh, Depp's lawyer is like, you know, again, you know how I feel about this. He lost. He caved, and I think he should just give her the fucking money. Uh, you feel as a man cheated by Johnny Depp's uh, kowtowing to his fucking annoying uh, ex-wife, so you think he should try to scam her out of the money? Well, no, but I, I'm also, like, really vindictive. Like, I enjoy holding grudges and, like, fucking people over. I'm not saying that's healthy. It looks like Depp wasn't doing that so much as his tax accounts are trying to figure out how to get, how to, for him to get the best tax benefit out of the $7 million. Right. Which is even sadder than everything else you just said. <laughs> So Amber Heard is getting $6.8 million. She has two years to pay to the charity. Imagine Johnny De- When you look at domestic violence. Yes. Like, okay, if it's The Rock, I get it. 
Really? Oh, because he's because he, he, he's Hawaiian. <laughs> no, because Johnny Polynesian Depp men do drink a lot. If if you're the same size, I I I would almost take Amber Heard in a fight over Johnny Depp. Uh, yes, but didn't we just have this conversation the other day about how you can't fight women no matter what, but you can you have to fight even small guys. Yeah, because men can't. You, if a, even a tiny little guy challenges you to fight and challenges your manhood, you have to. You're obliged to punch him in the face. No, I agree. I mean, I I just I don't like getting in fights. But I'm saying if I had to like fight one of the two of them, I almost might pick Depp. You don't think it's little guys who get more abusive, could get angry and more abusive? Because big guys usually are pretty confident I'm in sure their. He's more angry, but it's a it's just a, a question. Did you of see him holding that wine bottle with that cowboy hat in the morning? <laughs> well, yeah, that exa- that's exactly why. I don't think he punches one, but I I can see him throwing the. Can't you see him throwing the fucking iPhone? Really. You can't see him throwing shit. I can see him throwing an iPhone. I can't see it landing directly on her eyeball. <laughs> it did. That direct hit did cost him $7 million. And now Amber Heard is skating around this, like, confidentiality agreement she signed or whatever. to like, the joint statement they issued when they signed the agreement, the $7 million agreement, was like, we both love each other. We love each other very much. We still have feelings for one another. We'll always be friends. And nobody was physically or emotionally abusive during our relationship. So that's what he got for $7 million. Well, so, didn't, but didn't she? Sorry, I, she, I don't no, want to keep she, asking. Yeah, she did before she, the trial. Yeah, she just invalidate the entire premise of the thing or with no? this PSA. Yes. no, because she did not mention his name specifically. Jesus so she Christ. she skirted the whole thing. I and mean, there was there have been cases before of there was a woman at Howard Stern. I forget who it was. Oh, Mel Gibson's ex-wife two wives ago who had a settlement from from for, for being beaten. The Russian one, or yeah, I think it was a different one. Maybe the Russian one, maybe. But she was not allowed to mention it. She got paid that seven fifty thousand dollars. But he, he layered it out in the payments such that if she ever broke the agreement, he would have to pay her the rest. Yeah. And she went to Howard Stern. She didn't mention his name, but she mentioned how horrible domestic abuse was. And that triggered enough that he'd have to pay her the rest of the money. This she clearly, him or her clearly mentions domestic abuse and men beating up women. In that case, I'm torn because I think Mel Gibson probably is a domestic abuser. Oh, I think he probably beat the shit out of her. I think so, but too. Deal, but a deal's a deal. But Depp, I don't think so. So, like, I... I I don't know. I'm conflicted on this. So Amber Heard did a PSA about, you know, where she pretended that she was speaking from the heart, but she was actually reading off, you know, cue cards or a teleprompter, taking dramatic pauses, looking to the sky for, for, for heavenly assistance and, and the words that were right in front of her on the screen. Oh, it was fucking garbage. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking, it was really horrible. But here's the question. Here's what Logan wants to know in, in his email. Is Amber Heard really qualified to talk about domestic abuse? And is, and I think he means the fact that she herself was actually arrested for domestic abuse when she was in a lesbian relationship. See, I, Although, by the way, are you, are you with me on this, that you really should have domestic abuse in lesbian relationships? Well, no, again, because well, domestic abuse with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard is almost like a lesbian domestic abuse situation because neither of them, I don't think, can inflict any real harm. I think if you're a girl, if you're, if you're a woman getting in a relationship with a woman, you have to expect fights. And if you're a man getting a relationship with a man, you have to expect there's going to be a lot of dick sucking going on. <laughs> Don't you like the two implied, implied Dude, things? I've, this? I've been punched in the face by pretty, you know, attractive women. And it, it's just, it's not that big of a deal. How much did you pay them? <laughs> <laughs> so, so how much did that go for? No, I mean, their fists are tiny. Like, it, it doesn't really... Well, first of all, they don't... So she, when she got arrested, when Amber Heard was arrested in 2009 or 10 in the airport in Seattle... Uh, I think you've been arrested there many times. You know, you know that airport well. <laughs> oh right, right, right. Yeah, she. Uh, I mean, she, she grabbed. She grabbed her arm and yanked her forcefully. That's how women fight, right? They don't. They grab. They grab shit and yank shit or whatever. They don't punch each other. Well, see, everyone's fucking like by by that logic. 
and I would I would never attack anyone that was less physically uh, strong than me. But by that logic, we've all committed domestic violence. Are you telling me that you never grabbed your wife's arm? Uh, I have uh, beat up seventeen women. <laughs> uh, well, no, actually, well, you know what? I don't know if I've ever actually grabbed a woman hostily before. I don't think I ever have actually. Well, I think after it, they slap you the first couple times. It, yeah, I mean, you defend yourself, I guess, if someone's really attacking right, that, you. That's what I mean by yeah, it, yeah. But not like, yo, bitch, where's my cheese sandwich? Well, no, no, that's 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 not. I don't even like I don't like cheese sandwiches. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I don't even know what a cheese sandwich is. I don't know. But so she was. So here's the thing. It, what he wants to know at the end of his question is: is, be, is just being a woman automatic redemption these days? It's like she is she qualified to speak about domestic abuse, even though she has herself been arrested for domestic abuse, and even though she took seventy dollars to then later deny domestic abuse. Is she really the right person for it? And is it just the fact that any woman can just get automatic redemption by being a woman? Well, yeah, and, and and a woman who's obviously, if you just look at the basic facts, a liar. Yeah, also attractive. She is good looking. There is that. Yeah, and she, she, she looks kind of generic, doesn't really? she? Really? I like her. I like her. Uh, there, there will definitely, I'm convinced there will be other men like Johnny Depp in her future who won't learn that lesson and will go back in there I, again. I would say it's tough to, to sort of quantify what you're saying because I think that it... it I think well, it would just depend on the person. Well, you've said before, if I may quote you, I remember, I, uh, remember everything anyone has ever said to me in my entire life. Um, as long as it backs up your point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yes, of course. Uh, is that uh, women, like, you know, when they accuse men of the rape or these assaults, stuff like that, and they're proven to be, fall- like, you know, Kesha, there's no fallout, right? They, have, they suffer no actual, like, moral... You know, shunning. There's no consequences to them just like making false accusations. In fact, it, it actually sometimes seems to be beneficial. It's oh, but Kesha's having it. She's doing. Seems to be doing very well. Especially she has a new group of, of female fan base. Uh, so by you know, sort of by uh, transitive property, a girl like Amber Heard just by being a woman can speak to domestic abuse, even though she's actually like there's no way a man with an arrest record for domestic abuse could ever do a PSA. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, like if, if Mel Gibson did a PSA, it'd be like, well, this is completely hypocritical. <laughs> yeah. Or Sean Connery, they just bring his tapes up where he like used to love to tell reporters how it was okay to beat women back in the 70s. I mean, that, that stuff would be draw, that stuff would be pulled up by Huff Poe in about half a second. Right. And they would have a headline article about former abuser now doing domestic, you know, domestic abuse PSAs. Is, it, is, it, is this a double standard where women can get away with this and men can't? And do you give a shit? Well, clearly, but I, I believe it's also like the first time it's ever happened. But yeah, there's a, m- most certainly a double standard. At this well, what point. if Kesha? What if Kesha did them? She will. She'll what if Kesha did like be be cautious about men you work for raping you? Well, <laughs> no, she, uh, there's obviously a vast hypocrisy involved in this. There is, and it was. What about her tears? Did you feel her tears during the video? Did she hear tears? She was crying. Well, they look fake. You know, they teach you in. Um, I think in basic like Psych 101, yes. if you look left, you're lying, right? Yeah. You're accessing the. If you look left down, you're looking. You're, you're trying to come up with a lie, or up. You're like feel guilty or some shit. Yeah. But they also, I believe, teach us anything in, in acting 101, right? Which is when you're trying to when you're trying to look like you're emotionally struggling, you look up to the, the le- you look up to the skies. I think she must have sucked a bunch of fucking dongs to to get because I don't know I it didn't seem convincing I, I'm not sure that she's a very good actor. If you look at Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton Hillary Clinton during the debates, you can see every trained artificial uh, emotive move you're supposed to do. Yeah, that's why she they, <laughs> But they trained her like on how to how to do the eyes down, eyes up, like at different times in her in her speech. 
And you can almost see the clockwork going three, two, yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But she knew when to look up, when to lower her it eyes. Was, it was an, an interesting study in humanity, like yes. watching her try and appear to be an actual person. Yes. Like, because you're like, oh, I get what, yeah, how they instructed her. It was like Westworld, building the robots. Exactly. <laughs> it's like... They learned like the 117 different facial expressions and they just programmed them into her. Yeah. And that's what Amber Heard was kind of doing. Her thing was like, oh, when I'm, ta- I'm going to take a deep breath, I'm going to gasp, I'm going to look up to the sky, then I'm going to forget my words, even though they're on a teleprompter in front of me. <laughs> I'm going to stumble through them. Well, Jesus. Heard, yeah, but Heard is, is a better actress. She's than a trained actress, Hillary. yes. You can't believe any of this shit. Did you see the, the clip from the 90s when they, uh, her and Bill, when Bill was first accused of uh, having a bunch of affairs and Hillary was like, now, y'all, like she had this bizarre. Oh, she dropped the southern like, accent thing, folksy yes. accent yes. that made no. Fu- it's like, what? Are you from Illinois? She's done that. She's done that with the black community before. So she's dropped, weird. Yeah, it's a very odd thing. Like unsettling. Uh, well, I mean, you could call her the ultimate politician, except she always loses. There's, there's that. On the face of it, on like she's a paper, done now, right? Uh, there's no way she's going to come back, is she? Well, they're talking about how oh, her God. her investment in this recount. She's now got supporting the recount effort is for maybe a run in four years. But I can't believe that. Like, although I didn't, but believe she's going to be done in three years. So I don't. I see can't. Her. Yeah, that's true too. I can't believe the Democrats re, re, uh, re-upped Nancy Pelosi and and Chuck Schumer. I mean, it's like. You know, maybe. I mean, it's just the same with the Republicans. They just have a really hard time getting rid of people. I actually have no beef with Pelosi, but I guess that's well, a no, but you don't really want for another. You time. don't really want the seventy-four-year-old woman, uh, the rich woman from San Francisco, after you just lost three elections in a row. It's a bad. Do you think it's weird that you could become the center of a state that you have absolutely no connection to that happens to be one of the most influential states in the union? Uh, no, I do. Yes, do you? I want to get out of politics. Yeah, let's I want to get back to the answer to your Logan question. Yes, the answer is true. Amber Heard uh, should be doing domestic abuse PSAs because she's she's actually very attractive. She's a lesbian, which I find very uh, very alluring. And even though Matt butch, hates her, she's about, to come in, she's about to come into $7 million. And by the way, in the settlement agreement, she has two years to pay the $7 million to the charities. So I'm not sure why she needs two years to pay it out, but she's got... That sounds she, really shady. She negotiated herself a two-year payment process. I've just decided that... PayPal, the, could take, PayPal could take a long time, those transactions. The fucking Warriors are going to win the championship. I know they are, because uh, Tristan Thompson is, is fucking uh, Chloe, Chloe Kardashian. Kardashian. Yeah. That's not a good sign. He's also Canadian, right? Yes. Yeah, that's not... A, he, he's mixed up. I, I can't blame him for that. Uh, the Warriors are going to win the championship this year. They really should have won last year. 100%. It, you should bet every dollar you have on them. Yeah, but you get horrible odds, so there's really there's very little upside to it right now. Uh, Logan, the answer is yes and no. I lose every sports bet, so please don't. I, I stop betting. If, you, if you're listening, please don't. I st- yeah, people are really counting on you for their, their, their sports book. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you, uh, Mariah Carey, as you know, I think you had tickets to her wedding. You were planning attending the wedding of her and James Packer. And why do people like that are like secretly down low gay have gay names? <laughs> why should it have to be Packer if you're just if you're well, just? Dude, I would never make fun of someone's name, but it's like, are you just Tom? Like, <laughs> it just really are you is. Just, like making me yeah. almost wanted. Yeah, it's like if Tom Cruise's name. name was Tom Cock. <laughs> just well, like Jack much. Reacher. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, although that was a book by someone else, but he did seem he did seem to have an affinity for the project. Uh, Mariah Carey broke up with she, apparently this guy broke up with her on a yacht, and he was worth a lot of money. He's an Australian Australian billionaire, which I think it's Australian billions, which means he's only worth eleven dollars in the U.S. <laughs> but he's got a yacht. When was the last time you saw a woman get broken up with a guy on a yacht? Girls will do anything. How, what, when was the last time you saw a girl not put out on a yacht? 
That's, that's what I want to know. That's the entire point of owning a fucking yacht is to get laid. There's definitely no other reason for a man to own a yacht. It, it makes me lose so much respect for him that he was apparently dating her for several weeks and never fucked her. Like, no. if, you know, if, if you're going to date a chick for more than like three three times and she doesn't put out, what the fuck are you doing? I will I will hold back on making fun of guys who own boats or like fucking Lamborghinis and shit like that if they're getting a lot of tail. Because you're like, well, that's just, you know, that's part of the whole gig. Right. But if you own a fucking yacht and you're fucking taking it port to port in, in the Riviera and you're not getting laid, why the hell are you a man on a yacht? It's <laughs> incredibly sad. By the way, and you could also just fuck a, a bunch of chicks that are way hotter than Mariah Carey, right? Or, look, if you want a Mariah Carey, you want a Mariah Carey, put a notch on your belt. Mariah Carey's worth half a billion dollars. She's famous. I feel but like he didn't, even, he didn't even get her. A bunch of people have fucked Mariah Carey. So what are you... How come well, yeah, you, it's not like she's a virgin. She's got kids, so she's not a virgin. No, but she I mean, fucked her record producer. I can see a guy... I can see a guy in Australia, like, you know, where she's probably huge, like, in, you know, of 50s, like, going, oh, it's a girl I want to, you know. It's a it's a thing. No, I get it. it sounds, but if you're not going to fuck her, then yes, there's no reason whatsoever. Well, no, I, I get what you're saying, but he was trying to fuck her and failing, which I feel... Yeah, like his, well, maybe that's why he broke up with her. But he, he claims it was over this relationship with her gay backup dancer. Here's the point. Here's what I'm getting to. She is like, she, he broke up with her, apparently. And she had this whole plan of marriage. And they're going to do an $8 billion wedding. And they had the $10 million ring, which she kept, by the way. All this stuff. It was going to be here, like, you know, after breaking up with Nick Cannon, by the way. What that's is the $10 million ring? I don't know. Uh, Kim Kardashian had one. How much is it? <laughs> it got stolen by the if by I the went slobs. To, to, to the Zales at the at the mall, what, what? Uh, they don't have they they would they don't think they have anything over eleven dollars there. <laughs> so they don't have the ten million dollar ring there. It's just a big uh, it's a fat ass rock that's probably worth a million that they mark up to ten million dollars basically. Right. So, so I don't you know. can lose it and then claim insurance. Yeah, on we'll it. do our next podcast. We'll do it in Amsterdam from the from the Jewish uh, diamond market. We'll get we'll get our, we'll get answers to this. Uh, I just just know that a lot of people died in Africa for to get this to get this diamond out. Yeah. Uh, it's not really cool. So her, here's the thing. So she got her feelings hurt because she looked like she got broken up with, which she's never been broken up with before. I guess I don't know. And you know she's a diva. She's not supposed to be broken up with. So she wanted revenge on this guy, and she seems not to understand how women get revenge. And we all know that the best way, when a woman breaks up with you, you break up with her and she, her feelings are hurt, the one and only two things she can do. She can light all your shit on fire. That's an old move. That's an old standard. Take a knife to your, to your expensive jeans. Yeah, rip, break shit or tear shit up or light shit on fire. Or she it's, can go, it's involving a fire. It's going to be... Women always try to poison or fire for some reason when they're angry. It's like you read or, like novels. Or, you read novels from like 400 years ago, and women were like lighting shit on fire, and poisoning people. They're still doing it. They, just, they could sometimes, though, when you're sleeping, uh, cut your dick off. Well, yeah, that's why you don't want to break up with her and still sleep. <laughs> I mean, ideally, after you break up, you're not you're not yeah. sleeping next to no, her. I've naked. never been involved with a woman who I thought was a risk for that, but I'm I'm saying that they will resort to that. Uh, I've, never, I've never heard of a guy like cut, just, cutting a woman's labia off. No, well, no. There is uh, there. Women get very uh, destructive, and like we talked about, they don't punch men, so they find other more creative ways to hurt them. So it's usually like uh, fluid. It's usually like some kind of li- you know fluid in their drinks. You know, like kerosene in their drinks, or like anti. You know, what they call it's it? almost so, kind of like antifreeze. It's like a pussy ass way of of harming someone, isn't it? It's a it is a non-involved like guys will like take a knife and stab someone thir- you know right to their face, you know like the guy who stabbed the guy in the eye like <laughs> like stabbing like strangling to someone like it's like you're looking them in the eye and you're choking them right right it's a more honest approach it, yeah that's a more honest like I hate you I'm killing you I'm gonna it's look like at you like how George Carlin said like like women attempt suicide a lot more often but men 
do it less, but actually succeed in it more. So they well, they use guns. When you should put a gun in your head, you're gonna. There's a good chance you're gonna die. Or you yeah. jump off an 800 foot bridge, you're gonna die. Well, they're better at it. Yeah, you're sticking your head in the oven. That's just not. That's just not foolproof yet. That's not gonna work, especially when you have an electric oven. Uh, so the first thing she did is she slapped him with a bill, an invoice. It was like a QuickBooks, like a, a Microsoft Word QuickBooks invoice for fifty million dollars. Right. She just fired off like faxed off a fifty million dollar bill because. He had made promises to her. She delayed her tour. She was supposed to be part of his business. And apparently he was dragging her around to like these business meetings. And she wants half of all the money. So she wanted $15 million. And at first his, he was like, oh, I'll give her some money. And then, then I think someone who's like, he must have a more masculine brother who came along and said, fuck that. You don't, yeah. you don't owe her shit. And so he, thought, he decided he wasn't going to pay her the $15 million, which was going to be her revenge. And so then she announced that she was like, all of a sudden having this hot and heavy sexual relationship with an clearly gay clearly gay backup dancer. Yeah, it, I mean, not to overstate it, but so obviously gay yes. to strain plausibility. If he was like, if he was just covered in semen, he would be, and, and he could I, be more gay. I, I am a friend of the gay community. It's, it's not derogatory to say this was a gay man. Well, he was being used, he was being used by her. Did to, he know that though? What's that? That he was being used by her? Well, I assume he. I assume when he when she makes him like pretend to make out with her and stuff like that. I mean, it's got to be very awkward for a gay man. Now, of course, you're getting paid well, so there's that, and you're her backup dancer. It's your career. It's your boss, really. If you see them uh, together, they did the things where like they're always like hand in hand and trying to be lovey dovey. But you can always tell when a guy's gay. <laughs> it's just like you know. And also, yeah. by the way, she's like 20 years older and kind of gross. So and, like kind of like real bloated and shit. So and, like as a guy, because that guy is cut. That guy has oh, like yeah. a fucking eight pack. So he's like, like a Japanese. If he was straight, yoked out dancer. He's like a half Japanese guy from yeah. Seattle. If he was straight, why wouldn't he just be fucking a much hotter woman? Yeah. Why would she? Why would he suddenly be available constantly? Suddenly, and, after after having no history of fucking women. Yeah, and it's not like oh, I'm gonna paw around her neck area now, and he like kind of paws her. Like it's just like it's, it's like two it's, species like going at each other. To know it's what such to do. a ruse. It is a ruse, and then she pulled that one off for a little while. Then everyone kind of went like, wait a minute. What's do you he, think she was paying him, or was she just like, hey, I'll I, give you a couple extra backup dancing gigs? Well, I think he, I think, I think if you're in the inner circle of like a Madonna or Mariah Carey's a backup dancer, you get a few. Hookups. You do really well. You do really yeah. well for yourself because you also have to travel with them. You live in the force. You stay in the force. It was season. just. It was sad. It's a good gig on her part in that, like he, you couldn't have picked a more stereotypical uh, gay man. No, I think she went to someone he, she trusted. Uh, Jennifer Lopez seemed to do the same thing when she got broken up with with Mark Anthony. The she started dating thing. this guy, this Spanish backup dancer. That she bought a truck, like that semi truck. So, Lex, we live in LA. <laughs> How many backup dancers do you know that are straight? Uh, I'm gonna say none. No, there aren't any. No, there aren't. That's the thing. Like, if she wanted to, like, really make this guy jealous and show the tabloids how she was back on her feet and she was a desirable woman, why not at least get a, a guy who's not clearly gay? Why not get a Why not get a straight guy and pay him to be your boyfriend? Why? It seemed really poorly thought out, and it, yes. it makes me think that everyone involved is a fucking idiot. Why not get? I don't know, construction worker. Why not get like somebody? Yeah, I, I from would a buy like, like corny ass central casting. Yes, uh, bandana yes. wife beater. Yeah, some guy who's like Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, or even the guy who's actually has a history of dating other women who would look kind of like look the part. Where's your Josh, where's your Josh Hartnett? That's what you need. That's Josh what, Hartnett. <laughs> that's what the cruise is. A good reference. The yeah. cruise just figured out. Uh, it's really bad. So then that didn't work. So now she's doing this thing where she's walking around like in these like very revealing like tight like tight tops like she went Thanksgiving shopping at the grocery store and it's like her tits were hanging out 
And now just getting sad. But they were really, they were more protruding. They, well, they're they, fake, so they're kind of firm still. They're like really like, yeah, hard. But there's a difference between like an 18 year old, a 19 or 20 year old model with big fake tits showing off her tits and like a 47 year old woman doing Huge it. Huge difference. Yeah. They, they might be, by the way, physically the exact same tits. <laughs> they're really like literally the exact same tits, but they... When you put the whole package together, it looks weird. It just looks weird to see an old lady, no matter what, even if her tits are six months old, it looks weird to have a 47-year-old lady with her tits hanging out at the grocery store. Yeah. So it just, it just looks unnatural. And she's like looking around like how sexy I am and all this stuff. And Well, and also just the the wardrobe choices were, were very odd. Just It was just like I'm hot. I'm still, I get the whole thing about women getting dumped. I'm still hot and sexy. But, you know, no. How about I'm still rich? That works. You're still, you're still rich. I don't know. Here's my advice to her and all women. Here's what I want to say right now. If you really want to get revenge on the guy who just dumped you, find his best friend and go fuck him. <laughs> just go fuck him. I that's, feel like she might have tried that. And just, that's really... There really is... Can you think... That's I feel like the, the guy maybe was like, no. You think so? Like James Packer's like, just find his best buddy from childhood buddy or whatever it is and just, just fuck him and just send him a picture or whatever. I don't know. Honestly, it sounds really low, low rent and gutter behavior. But have they have they invented a better way for revenge besides the fires and the and the knifing and the poisons? Well, that I, always works. But why are, why are we assuming that she is entitled to this revenge? Like I feel like if I was engaged to a chick and never fucked her, I would I would be extremely angry about it. I don't think she's entitled to revenge. I think she's getting the revenge because she feels that her ego was hurt. Have you never broken up with a woman before? No. Didn't no, they? I think they usually break up with me. Did they? Well, that's, I think I identified our problem. So usually when you break up with a woman, and women, especially a woman who believes herself, is or believes herself to be a, a, quite a catch, it's not expected by them. It's a huge blow to their ego, and they have to come up with some rationale why it happened, other than the fact that they were a horrible whatever. Thank you. They're not going to accept the fact. This is uh, this is odd. So yeah, you've always been broken up by people. Uh, so they have to come up with something. So she needs to get revenge on him because she has, she feels like her feelings are hurt. She's Mariah Carey. She's fucking worth half a billion dollars. She's a beautiful woman, and this dude fucking just dumped her ass and fucking threw her off the yacht. So I think the moral of the story is like if you, if you just act like a complete asshole, you you never have to deal with uh, breaking up with someone. Oh yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, no, yes. I, I, no, I didn't. you knew that instinctively. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to do that, and also you have to like. You might as well at that point just go cheat on her, because then she'll have something to like blame someone else to blame besides you. Just sleep, sleep with one of her friends, because then she'll always blame the friend and never blame you. No. D- devious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Mariah. Listen to my advice. I know about breaking up with the Australian billionaires. Uh, Matt, we're bringing back a shit you not statement by popular demand. I received over 73,000 emails asking for this to come back. Mostly uh, from weird Persian guys that follow yeah, you on yes. social media. I do. They're usually from Eastern former Eastern Bloc countries. Um, by the way, the former Eastern Bloc needs a better name than former Eastern Bloc. They need to do something better to achieve that status somehow because they're still known as a former Eastern Bloc. Well, if you keep calling it the Eastern Bloc, at some point you're going to age yourself, I think. <laughs> I'm never going to hate myself. But I shit you not, that's when you read a story each week. Exactly one story, no more, no less. Uh, and this week you have a story about a guy who's a, a, an heir to the fiat fortune. Oh, right. right. Uh, I'm going to say Lapo Elkin. Lapo Elkin. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, as all heirs seem to do, what kind of crazy, kind of crazy horse-plated legend? Yeah, why is it always all vowels? I don't know. Can we get a fucking heir with a... a Fucking noun in it. I don't. I don't. I didn't know they had heirs outside the United States, but apparently they do. I didn't know fiat's even a thing anymore, but apparently it is. So what? Did, what? What was? What was Lapo up up to that is sort of incredulous? Uh, he was 
caught faking his own kidnapping while fucking a tranny hooker. And so just basic, just basic trust we, guy shit. We've all been there. Was he trying to get money out of this whole situation? I think so. Attention or just more more tranny cock? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I, I think if you drive a Fiat, you're kind of you're you're asking for it. Uh, I think, here's my real question. This is why I brought this up. Let's get right to the gist of this. Our air, is the word air, because he's known as a fiat air, is is the word air, do you think it's a positive connotation or a negative connotation? As I know a, we kind of disagree on this. <laughs> I think it was, see, we need to have an idiot that sits in that disagrees, because I, yes. I feel like I'm now disagreeing with you on everything. I want you to disagree with this. If he is being the fiat air, is being known as a fiat air, is that a cool thing, or is that like... No, I think I think air is now a euphemism for loser. Because you is, never right? hear like a really successful... Like, no one's ever called George... W. Bush, the heir now, to anything. They did. They called him Bush Jr., whatever it was, until he became, I don't I still can't believe he was president. That's still kind of weird. That's <laughs> fucking bizarre. Isn't that weird? He was like an idiot. <laughs> he, was, he was like a really dumb guy. Not only was he a dumb guy, but he was a dumb guy with a history of like drugs and alcohol who had accomplished basically nothing in his life. <laughs> well, he, was, he ran the Texas Rangers and drove it into the ground. Then he, he was, drove an oil company into the ground. By the way, a really nice guy. Uh, really nice guy who got a drink with or whatever else. You could be lovable, like lovable loser kind of guy. I don't want to have a drink with him. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, it's still, when you look back at some of these people who were present, now you have to. Just, now you get to the age when you look back and you're like, was that guy really president? <laughs> I can't believe it. No, it's insane. <laughs> it just seems it just seems weird to me. I think they'll do that with Trump one day. Who do you think has a higher IQ, uh, W or Donald Trump? Um, I think it's close. IQ wise, probably close. I think Trump is obviously was a much more ambitious person than, than Bush was. I mean, Trump actually, I don't think he's that smart, but he figured out some way to make himself a lot of money. Whereas Bush seems to just pretty much coast by on the family name entirely. He um, also like when he he went to Texas constantly to clear brush while he was the president, yes. and then while he was shit faced and lied about it, he uh, like broke his head open. A uh, Bush, you mean? I mean, uh, on the bicycle uh, when he fell off the bicycle. Uh, no, that was a different time. He was constantly injuring his head. <laughs> he was, Hillary did the same thing. That, it, it really, seems to be a pattern. It does seem to be a pattern. I'll say this for Trump. He 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 worked. He fucking earned himself that presidency. I mean, I don't know how. The, I still don't know how the fuck he's president. Bush was just a legacy, uh, clearly a legacy. Thing, I can't obviously. believe he's a fucking president. However, no. if there is one saving grace, I'm just kind of enjoying like all the uh, entitled. Uh, oh my god, the fucking to live! I, I I feel sorry for people that don't live like in California, New York right now, because they are missing out on uh, people who don't live on the coast are missing out completely on all. I mean, they have their victory, I guess, but they're missing out on the real sour grapes that are going on. They have it's, no idea. They have no idea how the lamentations of these people. I think it's ultimately bad for the country, but I still yes. delight a little bit in. Well, I think one reason would you agree is that I didn't know. Like, think of like the 200 people I know in this city know fairly well like 199 of them were for Hillary so I actually don't know anyone I guess if I lived in Texas like that same number would be for Trump so I would have seen a lot of really angry like Republican people after Hillary won but I don't know those people so I only get to see like the tears of the people I know well I think I think you're kind of wrong though on that respect because I think if you lived in Texas you would live in like a fairly respectable city in Texas and also 199 <laughs> yeah probably people. probably but, but yeah no, you see, if you like, lived you in like a rural farm they'd all be yelling about impeachment they'd all be yelling about impeachment and how she stole this thing and how it was ri- you know rigged and all this right. other crap and they'd be upset but I don't know those people so I don't get to see I would not get to see anyone upset but with Hillary we got just 
we're surrounded by people who are just fucking in tears all day long, crying, and it's just wonderful. Which just I so, secretly enjoy. No, I, I love the hell out of it. I love I love the fact that completely, like, really intelligent people can just say the most emotionally based, idiotic things because there's just so. They're well, so you had upset. an actual. I, I guess I won't harp on it too much, but you had an actual progressive candidate that you engaged in like Watergate style attacks on. Yes, and now, like, I don't know. I I think that there was, like you said, like they were expected to coronate her into the White House, and guess what? It doesn't really work that way. It doesn't work that way, and because you live in this bubble where, like, like I said, like God, 90 percent of the people around here are pro Hillary. You just assume that like she was going to win and that she has to win. And there's no other regional, regional, even rational response. And you don't realize how much people really hated her. It's just like people like, either refuse to admit or can't understand how much people hated that woman. I hated her, and I still thought she was going to win. So uh, I, I, think I, I hated her. I thought she was going to win. But <laughs> in this town, everybody, I don't think they liked her, but they just assumed that people hated Trump and liked Hillary. And they could not, when it didn't win, it was like, just their, their whole fucking roots of their lives were shaken. I mean, you see that Lena Dunn and shit she wrote? Like, they literally cried. They were crying. There were people actually literally crying. And it's yeah. like, I've seen men do that over Super Bowl. Who, who didn't <laughs> vote in the previous election? I'm yes. Like Colin Kaepernick and everybody else complained. Did, did Kaepernick, vote ah, oh, fuck. He completely <laughs> invalidated his, himself, he sure, didn't he? He sure, he sure did. Uh, okay, so let me ask you, heir, loser or not loser title? You're saying it's loser title. I think you're, as an heir, if you're called an heir, it means you've done nothing else but uh, other than be born to the right family. Yeah, it's now a euphemism for... You talk about Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. He's not known as the heir, the Vanderbilt heir, or whatever else it is, because now he's Anderson Cooper. Although you do argue he hasn't done a, he hasn't done a lot in his life. No, he's a fucking cunt. He's a lead guy on CNN. So no matter his personality or how he got there, he's still the lead guy. I mean, he's no longer. I have the a heir. few ideas about how he got there. <laughs> he doesn't relate to his early male modeling career. <laughs> <laughs> he does ask the tough questions. Uh, all right, so heir is no good. Fiat heir. The only the only time you want the name heir next to you. Is when uh, like really hot gold digging girls are looking for her to date, then it becomes really a valuable thing. <laughs> then, then saying you're an heir becomes really valuable to your to what you're going for. Because I think girl the, the scheming girls are the only people that see heir as a really awesome title. Right, right. That's your thing, dude. All right, Lapo Elkin. I shit you not. Next week I want you to read a better better story. Matt, the game of undeserving winners. I want to play the game of undeserving winners. Here's the game. I know you. I know what irks you more. I didn't do a Matt Hayes statement. What irks you more than anything, Matt, are people who win a lot and they don't deserve to win a lot. People who are su- commercially successful, famous, successful in their careers, and they've done nothing. Earlier. We just talked about Anderson Cooper. Like so Kanye, I want to, yeah, like yeah. Kanye, yeah. like Kanye, faking being a genius. Don't give away your first answer to the to the game. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so in this game of, I want to ask you, and I got a few of my, in this game of undeserving winners, give me like your top three, if they come to mind, of people who really irk you that they've become really successful, you know, largely financially or commercially successful or successful in other ways, like Trump, I guess, uh, that you think are completely undeserving. Kobe Bryant, completely overrated. <laughs> yes. Highly overrated player. So you, don't, you won't even admit that Kobe Bryant was a good basketball player. He was as good as like Joe Johnson. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? He, he happened to be drafted by the Lakers. Um, so you wouldn't even put Kobe in your top 100 players? Of all time? <laughs> no, I, I would put him in the top 100. Well, I'm just saying, you mentioned Joe Johnson. I don't know who's in your top 100. Would you put him in your well, top 25? I don't know if we can go through the top 100. Would you put him in your top 25? Certainly not. He's okay. not He's not one of the top 25 players. Kobe Bryant, undes- undeserving. What about the way he got out of that rape charge? 
That was pretty swift. Well, that was yeah, that was pretty felt. Yes. Uh, so Kanye West, fake genius. I've listened to all his. I I'm a fan of rap music. I've listened to all his rap. It sucks. Um, but will you will you not? And we we've had arguments with this before. Will you not admit that self promotion is a skill in and of itself? Well, yeah, but it's not a skill that I essentially respect. I I thought the point of this exercise was to. Well, like people that like have become successful, and he's not he's not successful rap, but like say we always argue with Madonna. As a pop musician, she could be replaced by a thousand different people and looks wise and everything else. But she managed to tap into some marketing thing where she well, hit. Think, like, you would put Kanye in the Madonna category. Well, I think it's only funny when it's like if if someone has nothing. Like I feel like Kanye is mediocre and okay. has elevated himself to. Okay, what, Kanye, what, I deserve. I deserve. So I, I got Kobe and. and and Kanye, Kanye, do you want to name another black and man Ash- to show your race? To show yeah, your race, just thinking. <laughs> yes, uh, and Ashton Kutcher. Ashton what? Kutcher, that's a good one, by the way. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, he was no good. I'm starting. I'm going black too. I'm starting with Black China. <laughs> that's a good one. Black China, I cannot. I don't. That one. Here's the thing: of all the reality people, I understand why Kim Kardashian is, is rich and famous. She's not on my list. Uh, she and her mother and her family have managed to like really tap into like ten to fifteen million super dumb women with disposable income. And feed them everything they could possibly want to make their lives a little bit happier. Right. And they've done that by doing sort of like Trump. How they told Trump if he if he like made fun of disabled people, he could never be president. But yeah, he did right. it. He did it anyhow. They've kind of told the Kardashians like you can't just have sex tapes and show your tits off and talk about sex and fucking fuck big black dude athletes and shit like that and like you know do all this like horrible crap and people will just disavow you. And they just said fuck it. That's exactly what we're doing. And they've done that to a huge success. Black China, on the other hand, hasn't done anything. She actually literally hasn't. Done she was a stripper. By the way, they ever mentioned these girls like like uh, uh, Amber Rose, who could be on my list, but I'm putting Black China in there. Uh, who all the call themselves strippers? They started like a tw- they started at twelve, by the way, like twelve or fourteen. Right. They didn't start stripping like in college. These are girls who started stripping clearly at like fifteen or sixteen and lied about their age. Yeah. They got into some really really seedy situations. So they were doing a they were underage. B they were doing more than stripping. These are girls who were hooking. Well, they, like, they, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were prostitutes. They were prostitutes by fifteen or sixteen years old, yeah. and literally, that was the only job. She, that was the only job she ever had. And she just started like she found guy. I mean, she just found guys to make babies with until she found one that made her baby, that earned her the money and the fame that she wanted, and it, it has totally worked for her. And somehow she's going to end up like you're going to see her celebrity net worth like in two or three years now. It's going to say fifty million dollars, and you're going to like how the fuck? How the fuck did that happen? There's a lot of girls who are better looking than her. A lot of girls that are taller than her and less fat and less weird looking. And a lot of girls trying to get a, a rich, ba- you know, gold digger baby. But somehow she did it. And uh, so I guess she's more deserving. More deserving. Well, I mean, there are so many chicks. Like, we live in L.A., dude. I just drove down Ventura Boulevard and I saw so many, like, hot chicks. Yes. And they were all so much better looking than Black China. I, she's undes- she's I give her undeserving and deserving. Somehow she either it's luck or something, but somehow there's a million women trying to do the exact same thing, but there's only like five slots, and someone gets those five slots. And it's not like the NBA where like only like you know a couple of guys can play in the NBA from all the millions of guys who play basketball because that's a, that's although we argue about this too, that's a meritocracy for the most part. 
You uh, cannot be a shitty basketball player and be in the NBA. I don't know. Luke Walton's the head coach of the fucking Lakers. So. He was not a. Sh- he played college. He was not a shitty basketball. player. He was an awful player while he was in the league. He, <laughs> he did do a lot. There's a lot of players. To- Okay, so he's, well, why was he not on your list? Why did you only pick black guys? Why did you put Luke Walton? I picked a white guy just to make up for it. Why don't you, why don't you pick Luke Walton? <laughs> uh, I'm putting down uh, a, a Doc Rivers on my list. I'm going black again. Doc Rivers bothers me to no end because he seems to be a un- massively underperforming coach who for some reason is just beloved in the pr- He's just beloved in the press for he some reason. He is undeservedly beloved. I, I actually... Beloved uh, wow, Doc Rivers. Wow. But I, I, I think that he is an overrated coach. He's, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about mostly. But it's like, how is Doc going to solve this problem? How is Doc going to do this? He has taken a team that should be doing much better than it has done every single year, and they've underperformed. And it's always him blaming something else. Yeah. And I hate that. So now he's blaming, like, the, the fact, he's blaming the fact that his players are too entitled to their current losing streak. Well, of course, they're fucking entitled. I think you're absolutely right. And by the way, if your if your team chokes every fucking year, eh, maybe that's on you. Uh, that is on you. My third undeserving uh, person is not a person, but it's a state. It's Indiana. <laughs> Just name it right now. Okay. <laughs> because I was watching the Trump press, the Trump and the Pence tra- press conference today. Indiana has like because it's gotten so many political favors. It has like no unemployment. There's like full whatever hell it is. It has beautiful freeways. It it's like not even a swing state. You know what? Indiana doesn't deserve to be a great state, but it's like it's occurring. And West Virginia is kind of the well, same way, by the way. considering it a great state? Well, they, they talk about today all the stats are really good and all the, like, they have these like amazing like infrastructure projects there and all shit like that. They get like somehow Indiana, like into southern Pennsylvania and West Virginia, they've always had these congressmen who brought home a lot of pork. So they right. get a lot of, like, either they're subsidizing industries that should have gone away or they're building, like, brand new freeways and dams and all this shit like that. They're building these nice things. And it's like, they don't, they don't Indiana, I was thinking about Indiana, they don't deserve this. They got Carrier, now Carrier's keeping their air conditioning jobs. Oh, well, it sucks ass. If, if you, so we, we live in uh, Los Angeles, right? We do. Um, and my name is Lex. I, <laughs> Lex. I, I could name about 35 people I know from Massachusetts. Um, a handful from. Uh, oh, is this your state thing where you hate certain states? New York. No, I've literally never met a person from Indiana in my entire life. Uh, no, they don't. Well, why would they leave? They're such a blessed state. Such a blessed well, I would leave because it seems like a really fucking media. Well, that's the thing. People are leaving. Yeah, people are leaving. Well, you know, it's freeways. People are leaving those places. To me, Indiana doesn't deserve all the attention it's getting. I'm just kind of jealous, I guess. California gets shit. California gets basically nothing. Now we're definitely going to get. Well, I moved to California. Have you ever heard of a person moving to Indiana? Uh, no. In fact, here's the thing: I've actually done. I've actually done is I've actually stopped on the I-80 in the middle of the country, like in Nebraska. I've been on that highway. And uh, yeah, no, it's a big interstate, dude. It's <laughs> anyway, it's being east-west in this no, country. I drove through. I actually like uh, Iowa. Iowa, they're all fine. But if you stand on, the, I stood on the side of the road and just uh, took a little break, of maybe smoking weed, and uh, just counted how many U-Hauls, what direction they were going. And they're all going west. Yeah. There's not a single U-Haul going east. Why do you think all of our parents fucking moved west? Uh, yeah, no. There are, those, states are, those states are actually depopulating. So, that, I mean, that's how Trump, I think Trump got the victory. So, I'm putting down, just because I don't want to put black, a black person for my third choice, I'm choosing Indiana. <laughs> like, well, I like this game. Wait, can we? Uh, fuck. Brian no, we can't go. Leave. Brian's going to yell at you. <laughs> can, yes. we do, can we do one more? Yes, you get one more, but it cannot be a, 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 a black person or a, a Chinese person. Dwight Howard, fuck him. Oh, no way. <laughs> Dwight Howard's actually having a great year. 
No, his stats are good, but he, he actually... Yeah, he is. But he, you're naming sports guys. Naming undeserving sports guys seems like that's a pretty easy task. Uh, also, you just named a lot of black people. This whole thing seems racist now. Brian, we have to put this... Uh, put some racist can, can some music, be, some Stephen Fetchett music behind be it. It coincidental that just they have three of the four of them have... I'm, I'm you're really saying there's no undeserving uh, white athletes? You couldn't think, could think of any white athletes? Well, not that have been given exorbitant contracts. I mean, uh, whoa, what? what? What do you got, Brian? Brett Favre. Oh, yeah, that's, that's terrible. Brian, you go back old. to your little gay drink. Uh, Brett Favre, he had more fourth quarter comebacks than any NFL player in history won Super Bowls. And he did it while being on Oxy and uh, <laughs> sleeping, sleeping around. And he owns a gun and a dog and he hunts. Dude, come on. Brian, get off the microphone. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote this week? Uh, yeah, Matt Ralston done that. That's it? We're, that's what we're leading up to just that? Well, no, your I, tell, I, us about, I, tell us about your latest news piece. I could keep talking all day. Dude, I think if you believe in any partisan party at this point, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, you're, just, you're just really fucking stupid. Well, I will tell you this to make you feel better or worse, because you like feeling bad, so making you feel better might make you feel worse, is that uh, people that registered this in this election cycle more registered independent than did Democrat or Republican. So there is that. So at least the numbers are waning. Well, I had, I had predicted that if, if Trump won, that voter turnout would be a lot higher in the, in the next... Uh, Election. Oh, you think so? I don't know. I was depressed. By the way, it turns out twice as many blacks voted for Trump as did for Romney. And go, also, go figure. Go figure that one. Yeah, and and not to mention, and this is weird. Um, a higher percentage of Latinos voted for Trump. Relatively high. Yes, most Latinos still did not vote for Trump, but he did better than he did as well as Bush, who actually pretended to speak Spanish a lot. So and had, had Hispanics in his family. Well, look, we're all equal. I mean, some some Latinos are also like real fucking stupid, right? Yeah, but they're also like Latinos in general. Also, are some are social, very socially conservative. They're pro life. So you'll find that out too soon. <laughs> find that at some point. I hope not. <laughs> yes, uh, I want to thank Rocco's Tavern, Rocco's in Studio City. Uh, thank you, audience. Thank you, Rocco's audience. You were fantastic. Yes, thank you. Uh, the drinks are good. Uh, Brian, you may never, ever have that drink again in my presence. I don't know what the hell that was. Uh, if you can imagine a pink drink in a, in a martini glass with a slice of, slice of passion fruit, that's what, that's what Brian ordered. Uh, for Last Minute Earth, this is Lex. Talk to you next week.